every day, got to get it done today gets in the way of that sometimes. And so unless you are real intentional, the every day will always take precedent of this thing that you just have hanging out there unless you are about getting it done. Welcome to Gail and Tia's Adventures. This is a podcast about our life adventures, and we love to bring our friends along. Gail, how has your week been? It's been pretty crazy this week. Busy, busy, busy between work and extracurricular activities. I did a couple of speaking engagements, which sounds funny to me, but that's what they were, on uh, breast cancer. So it's been an exciting week, but kind of busy. How about you? How was your week? Yeah, same, same. I think it was extremely busy. I have a lot of projects that are going on. But, you know, there's some things that I've always wanted to get done that it just seems to be getting on the back burner. You know, there's just a number of things I still don't think I've accomplished. And I just don't know how to get going with them. I think one of the things that we talked about was this podcast, which is fantastic. We started that. We're moving forward. But there's still so many other things on my list from travel to writing to a number of things that I just still feel like aren't getting done. Yeah. You know what? We shortchange or cheat ourselves, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, we're required, at least I am, at my job to submit goals. Every year I have to submit goals. We got to put them into the system. I mean, they are official goals. We need to start doing that in our personal lives. You know, I agree. I mean, that's actually what I've been working on, too, putting together ideas and goals and helping other people do it. But I still I might even have a list of things that I want to accomplish, but I'm not acting on them. You know, I'm not sure why, or maybe there's other things coming in to interfere with it. You know, a lot of times I start on something and then something happens with the family or I've got to go here and then I just forget all about it. A year or two has passed and I haven't picked it back up again. So I think you're right. We definitely need to write those things down, but then the other pieces acting on. And if something in a system or you're working for someone else, it seems like you have to get it done. No matter what you put all your energy in to getting it done for someone else. But what about for ourselves? Well, that's why I'm so glad we have this next guest. And I think she can help us with this. Our guest is Yolanda Mitchell-Williams. Yolanda is a two-time best-selling author, a pastor, and a personal results coach whose desire is to help women move from the hustle in their lives operate in their unique flow, and accomplish their big goals and dreams. So welcome, Yolanda. Hello, 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 Gail and Tia of Gail and Tia's Adventures. (laughs) Thank you so much. We're so glad you're here. And I know that you can help us with our goal setting and, you know, how we keep ourselves accountable and you know, energized, you are full of energy. So pass yes. some of that energy on to us and let's talk about goals. And why is it important to have goals, Yolanda? You know, you mentioned something that I think is important. We have the goals at work because we want to 
accomplish some things. There's some things that will move us forward. And so that's why we have the goals at work so that we can either increase the dollars at work, increase the revenue or get things done. And so it's the same for our personal lives. You know, we want to have goals because number one, it's our continuous improvement. A goal is always going to take you further than where you are. You're going to move forward. So it's continuous improvement. I mean, at the end of the day, when you actually accomplish the thing that you said you were going to do, you feel good and it boosts your confidence. So it's important to have goals. Number one, goals allow us to get things done, to get things done, not in the everyday, but those things that go beyond the everyday. And then it boosts our confidence and it just allows us to continually improve and get better when we meet them. So, you know, thinking about that and having goals, why do you think sometimes, I mean, I'm sure it happens to men, but I think oftentimes women in personal lives put themselves second, third, fourth, fifth. They find reasons or maybe their time is pulled so many different ways. Why can't we seem to get those personal items that are for us accomplished? You know, I think part of it is you've mentioned it. As women, we tend to put everything and everybody ahead of us. You know, as wonderful as our partners, our husbands, the fathers are, we are the primary caregivers just when it comes to making sure the kids are getting here and getting there and doing this and doing that. And when you look at if you get up in the morning from the time you go to bed, your day is full. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to say, you know, I want to write a book or I want to travel or I want to lose weight or I want to clean out the garage. Let's make it, let's make it real simple. <laughs> That's all my list. <laughs> I need to declutter and clean out my garage, but the everyday got to get it done today gets in the way of that sometimes. And so unless you are real intentional, The everyday will always take precedent of this thing that you just have hanging out there unless you are about getting it done. And being intentional about getting it done means that you now have to change some of the everyday things that you are doing. You have to change maybe the routines that you have in place or the stuff that you're accustomed to doing. Because in order to add this new thing, into your everyday routine, something has to change. And that's the part that sometimes I think that we don't really think about. That something, if if I'm going to do A, then something in my already A to Z has to change. Right. And it sounds, you know, so easy, mm-hmm. but it's really not hard. It's, not. To make, it's really not easy to make these changes that to we make need the changes. because they affect so many people in our lives. Absolutely. And we have to retrain them. Absolutely. And I was going to say that too, Gail. What if people in your lives aren't supporting those goals? When you start to look at your goals and really what you want to do, I think you have to put a plan in order to even, before you even start the goal. Because I think what we do is we say, I need to clean out the garage or I need to lose weight, or I want to write a book. And we really don't get into the nitty gritty of what that looks like. I know when I say I clean out the garage, what does that really mean? Do I need help? You know, what's my time frame of getting it done? Am I going to 
throw everything away or am I going to have a garage sale? I mean, there's so much to think about. Right. And some, so sometimes it's even putting the details necessary to meet the goal in place that could overwhelm us. And we just like, oh man, I'll think about that later. Oh, oh man, I'll do that later. Because the details, but what sometimes I don't think we realize is that it's those details that create the roadmap to help it become very easy. Because if you just follow the roadmap, if you put the plan in place and you just follow it, then all you have to do is follow the roadmap. But I think what happens is that we don't think about all of the things that have to happen with the goal. Mm-hmm. And then it's easier for us not to keep the commitment of the goal to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and why would that be? Is it because nobody knows about the goal? Yeah, part of it is sometimes we just have our goals on a paper and we don't share them. One of the things that research and when you share a goal, two things, when you share it with somebody else, you now no longer are hiding it. See, when you hide it and keep it to yourself, if you don't do nothing about it, you only disappoint yourself. Now, there's a whole different science about that, but you haven't put it out there for somebody to question you about it, to ask you about it. You haven't put it out there. The other thing is write it down. There is something about writing goals down that more people accomplish the goals that they write down than those who don't, that you just put something out there in the air. And what we also have to realize is I want to lose weight is not a goal. Mm -hmm. That's not a goal. That's a wish. (laughs) Wow. That's a giveaway. Hold on, hold on. I got to take that one in. Yeah. So what's the difference between a goal and a wish? Yeah. What's the difference? The goal and the wish. A goal is going to say, I want to lose 10 pounds by December 31st, I have put time on it. I am specific about it. I want to lose weight means I just want to lose weight. I'm wishing I lose it, but I don't have anything that's going to motivate me. I don't have a time on it. I don't have how much I want to lose. So if you're going to say a goal, a good goal around weight loss would be, I want to lose five pounds by eating clean and working out three times a week by December 31st. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. I want to lose weight as a wish. Right. And so that sounds like, you know, I could translate that into a SMART goal. Absolutely. So what we have to do for work. We always have to write our SMART goals, which stand for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Absolutely. And we have to apply the same in our personal life. And that's where we get off because we won't, yeah. we don't. There's so much that we're doing at work that really can be applied to make those same goals happen. Because guess what? You write those goals at the beginning of your, you know, the annual calendar year and you are checking in and three months in, you checking in with your goals or six weeks in, you're meeting with your boss and and you accomplish that goal and we celebrating and we over here wishing we lose weight. (laughs) That is truth spoken directly from Yolanda. That is so true. So what does it say about us when we don't do that, when we don't follow through with our goals? What does it say about us? Yeah, what does it do to us and what does it say about us? I think what it does to us, it while on the work front, it might look like we are moving and the confidence is there. On the personal front, I think it erodes away at our confidence. We start to lose credibility within ourselves. Because think about it. If someone tells you that they are going to do something and 
you know, you like, oh, okay. And they constantly telling you they're going to do something and they're going to do something. At some point, you just start to like, yeah, okay, whatever. All right. I don't believe. Okay. It might happen. It might not. So we feel like that when someone else tells us that, but we don't think about that for ourselves. So you actually are having those same feelings with yourself. So, you know, year one, when you want to write the book, okay, okay. You know, six months later, oh, I'm going to get started. A year later, oh, I'm going to get started. At some point, you don't even believe yourself anymore. You're going to get started. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're right. You're like, you know what? key to what you just said was, because you're telling yourself, you're talking to yourself, you're telling yourself you're going to do something and then you're not doing it. You're not believing in yourself. You're not. And you're losing your own credibility with yourself. So your confidence has now been, you know, oh man, I always say I'm going to start something and I never seem to get started. Or the good one is I always start, but I never finish. And mm -hmm. so that becomes the identifier of who you now identify yourself with, but it's because you just didn't keep the commitment to yourself. So now you have this identity of, man, I start, but I don't finish. How many times have we heard people say that? Well, I'm really good at starting, but I never finish. So now you've assigned this characteristic to yourself, you've assigned this to yourself, when in actuality, it doesn't have to, you can turn it around by just starting to keep promises or keep the commitments to yourself. Yeah. What's fascinating still to me is that, you know, using myself as an example, I could say the same thing. I've said I'm going to lose weight and didn't do anything, right? But it was an employer and I was going to get paid to lose weight, oh, I, I'd probably be jogging right now. This conversation would be over. I would be out jogging yeah. because I would be thinking I needed to do it. I don't know. I, as you said, I'm going to place someone else or something else ahead. But there's also myself. an accountability factor. Mm, so mm. when you do it for your boss, when you do it for whatever, there's an accountability factor. I cannot stress how important accountability is. Because here is the other reality in that. If you could have done it by yourself, you would have done it already. Right. So there is some level of accountability and that looks different for everybody. Accountability on a weight loss could be me and my girlfriend are walking three, four times a week and we're gonna meal track or meal prep together. That's uh -huh. accountability. Accountability could be that you get a mentor, somebody who doesn't, isn't necessarily your friend, they like you, but they are committed to helping you stay on track with what you say you're going to do. Accountability is a coach. That's, a, I mean, it is not that you don't have it in you to do it. It's somebody else who's going to hold you accountable. If they're going to ask you the questions you won't ask yourself, they're going to show the mirror like, okay, all you're giving me is excuses. <laughs> because why aren't we doing it? They're going to make you dig a little deeper. But accountability is, again, key, I think, in goal setting and keeping your goals and there's self-accountability. There is, no, I am going to do this one thing today. I think part of the other reason is that we tend to break promises to ourselves. Number one, we don't set up the goals. We don't plan for them well. And mm -hmm. they're just big things. And when I think of the big thing, I can get overwhelmed. I just, you know, it's huge. It's big. How am I going to get that? How am I going to write a whole book? We don't even think that if you just wrote five 
pages today and you wrote five pages every day, the book will be written. But we so we get caught up in, I got to write a 200 page novel. You know, I got to write a whole book. <laughs> and so it is about breaking it down. It's about realizing that you are worth the commitment to yourself. It's about realizing that how you plan for the goal to succeed is how it will succeed. It is keeping the tiny promises to yourself, the small things. You know, if it's about book writing, we're talking about book writing, then I'm going to write five pages today. I'm just going to write five pages or I'm going to write for 30 minutes. I'm going to write everything for 30 minutes. And at 30 minutes, you get up. But it's keeping that commitment that builds the confidence, that makes you feel good, that keeps you motivated to keep going. But it is deciding, I think, you know, I, I've been in this, it's very interesting because in my own journey with this whole goal setting and with this keeping commitments and getting stuff done, what I've come to realize is there is absolute accountability. Absolutely, you need it. I stress accountability. It's great if you have a cheering squad, but at the end of the day, you must decide if what you're doing is really important and really what you want to do, because that's the thing that also keeps you going. Like I can say that I want to lose weight or I can say I want to lose five pounds, whatever. But if there's no reasoning behind that, if I'm doing it for, and it could be something, it could be a short-term goal. Like I could want to lose weight because I'm going back to the reunion. Okay. Or I could want to lose weight because I need to fit in this dress for the holiday party. I'll lose it. You might gain it back, mm -hmm. but you will lose it for that event. The event is over. Then what? Right. Mm -hmm. So then if I'm losing it because I want to be healthy, I want to feel better. It's a longer term of why. Mm -hmm. And so your why you're doing the goal matters. And so sometimes you got to get real clear because sometimes we do goals because that's what society tells us we should do. Or we make goals because other people think it would be a good goal. And we haven't really thought about does that really fit in what I want. <laughs> right. We also have to be careful not to put such lofty goals. You know, Absolutely. we remember that we can only do so much. Yes, we are super women, but still, we can only do so much. So don't, you know, make these grandiose ideas. And but here's, okay, so Gail, here's what I would say to that. If the thing that is driving you, the passion, the thing drives you to create this big goal. So you want to start a business or you want to have a nonprofit or you want to have, I don't know, you want to save $100,000 in a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. Realistically, first you, even if it's big, because your big might not be my big. Okay. So you want to at least make sure that it's realistic. Is it a big thing to start a business or start a nonprofit or, you know, at the end of the year and have, you know, grants and all? Absolutely. But if I break that down and become really realistic about this goal, and it may be the dream that I don't see. I see the picture of the nonprofit. How do I get there? I don't know how I get there. That's the small stuff. That's the lofty stuff. That's the stuff that you have to plan for. That's the stuff where if you're really trying to hit that big goal, I'm going to tell you, let's go for it. But now what are we going to change to get there? Right. 
What are we going to change? What are you going to do differently? How? Because the same person starting today, I can guarantee you, if that's the goal, you won't be the same person by the time you reach the goal. So what are we starting to change? What are we starting to do so that you can get to that big goal? So does that mean that, you know, right now you spend Wednesday nights with married at first sight and housewives of Toby or housewives of Beverly Hills and housewives of St. Louis. Um, um, So if that's where we're spending four hours, you will spend four hours on creating your business plan. So that means you're not going to, you can't watch that right now. You can't do that. So Discipline. It is, but here's the thing. You have to then ask yourself, if I'm not willing to do that, then maybe this isn't the goal for me. Mm, right. If I'm not willing to do what it's going to take, if I'm not willing to do that, and it's not going to be perfect every day, but if yeah. I'm not willing to change, to do the thing, then is this really a goal that I want? Is this something I've been holding on to? Is it something that I think I want to do? Because if I'm not willing to do anything, then I mean, I can't, the accountability partner can't make you do it. The only person at this point, which is where I've really been, you know, really looking at and looking and struggling and talking about is the only person at the end of the day that can make the changes that you need to make, that can do the things you need to do is you. Now you can get all the help that you need. You can get accountability partners. You can get coaches. You can go, you can read books. You can do all of that. But the person who has to ultimately make the decision to want to go after the goal and make the change is you. And if you're not doing that for this so-called goal you say you want, then do you really want it? Ooh, that's deep. You know, it goes back to what you said. Are you clear on the why? Are you clear on the why you want it? And is the why big enough? And saying big enough, you have to be clear on why you want to do it. And it has to be something that will kind of make you get out of the bed, that will make you want to do it. You know, it has to be. I think that's why when it comes to goals like decluttering, <laughs> which I can put up my hands and two feet, it's like you can get to it. Because the why is, well, I can still find everything I need. <laughs> I'm still doing what I need to do. Okay, I'm going to get to it. So mm-hmm. it becomes, okay, we can't move this stuff in this corner or I need to move this whole room around. I can't do that because I got to sell all of a sudden you'll declutter. Right. Because you got a reason to declutter. Mm-hmm. And it's become important. And it's become important. Right. It's we can keep the promises to ourselves. We just got to be clear that the promises mean something to us. Mm-hmm. Now, what about, I'm going to throw a little wrench in there, COVID. Now, This whole element that we've been in, you know, for a year and a half or now going on two years, really, I think also puts another element over mentally wanting to do something or energy level. Mm-hmm. Now, for some people, it might have been totally the opposite. They've been energized to do something maybe different, but I found my energy level has gone down over these years. The first was like, oh, we're going to be hot. And then it was, wait a minute. And then it was fear. You know, now it's more adjustment, but almost sadness. I would say it feels like there's a cloud of sadness. 
how does that play in or have you heard or have you talked to anyone that that might be playing into some achievements of goals? It's interesting. I was at an event and one of the questions that came up to the panelists, the panelists were CEOs and they were CEOs in entertainment, entrepreneurs. And one of the questions that came up was, you know, just like you said, with COVID, you know, what we see from you ladies up on the stage, you know, you see all the highs and everybody, like you said, there were some highs, 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 and then COVID kind of came. Or in this particular instance, it was, but when there is a low, how do you pull yourself out and keep going? And one of the answers that I thought was so good was you acknowledge the low. You don't pretend the low isn't there. You acknowledge the low. You look at it for what it is. You sit in it, find out is, and you kind of have to, you know, talk yourself through it and love yourself. That's where the self-care comes in. And give yourself grace. One of the things as women, I don't think we do well is we don't give ourselves enough grace. Mm -mm. And you give yourself grace to feel what you feel, know that it is, but for a moment, love yourself, give yourself grace. And tomorrow you get to do it all over again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if that's the feel of today, then just be in the feel of today. I have to agree. I will say I've probably had more of those. I am just going to be in the moment in COVID than I ever have. Mm-hmm. And I am not good. I am getting better, but I am not good at giving myself grace. And so, you know, I'll come in and I'll sit in my home office and I'll be looking at all the stuff that I have to do. And, oh my God, I didn't get this done. And, oh my God, I got to call this person and blah, blah, blah. And then, but in the midst of trying to manage the sadness, because you're right there for some people, there have been just this sadness of COVID. And I would guess it's probably more than most are even willing to admit. <laughs> yes. But you have to be able to say, but today is another day. I mean, today I wake up and I get another chance. And so tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I'm going to handle and deal with what's going to be in today. I was still able to get things accomplished. It mm-hmm. might not have taken the time that I thought it would. Oh, am I, I'm doing this today. I'm doing this today. Check, 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 check. Maybe it took longer, but that's okay. And you got to be okay. You got to be able, the one thing about the plan is that you got to know that you can change it. Mm. Yeah. Don't change the goal, but your plan might have to change. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if you have to go longer than you thought or you have to do something differently. If the goal is meaningful and if the goal is really what you want, the goal doesn't change. The plan may have to change. Love that. That is correct. Yes. But it makes so much sense. But it's amazing. I just haven't thought about it like this. Yes. In this way. Yeah, it's all a part of the journey of us trying to get it done and trying to do the things that you've been called to do or do the things that you want to do and still try to live the life, especially as women. And especially if you still have, if you have kids at home, whether they are young or teenagers, you know, you guys know their phases. And so there's, you're busy at each phase. Mm-hmm. And then if you're working a full-time job or you have a business, you're married or you're not married, mm-hmm. it's always something. And if you don't 
put yourself on the burner and not the back burner. But if you don't, if you don't put yourself on a burner, <laughs> it just, and are intentional about it, it just will not happen. It just, you have to say, I will do this, set the goal, make the plan, know that you're going to have to change something. But you said something earlier about when your family may or may not support your goals. And I encourage people before you even start to working on a goal, sit down and talk to the people that are closest to you and important to you and have a conversation with them and say, this is what I am working on. This is my goal that I want to accomplish. Here is where you can help me. Conversation with the family members, have the conversation with the kids. And here's the thing, when you do that, you'd be surprised at how like, okay, they're going to start to like cheer you on and, you know, remind you, are you supposed to eat that? Now you might not want to tell them all that. Because <laughs> I think you remind me like I had a chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> but they will encourage you. They will, you know, and here's, there's a level of accountability there because you told somebody. So they're right. now going to be expecting for you to do something. Right. You know, Gail and I have talked about this. I think I can share this, Gail where we may have expressed a goal to our husbands and they get excited to the point they're starting to direct. <laughs> so then it becomes something else. So cool. here's the thing. Be clear. Be, think about what support you need and want. <laughs> and share that with them. I don't need you to direct it. <laughs> need from you. I need from you when you see me not really putting forth effort, I need you to say, hey, hey, come on, let's do this. You got this. When you see me doubting myself and in doubting myself, I'm not moving forward. I just, I need you to remind me that I can. I love that. Yeah. So you want to make sure, because again, sometimes I know for sure with the weight loss, the I'm eating this burger. Don't say nothing to me. <laughs> So, okay, then yeah, you can remind me that we need to go walk, but I'm getting ready to eat this burger. <laughs> so yeah, you just want to be clear, but have a conversation. Okay, here's what I'm really thinking about I'm doing. Here's how I want and need your support. That's great. And I don't think I'm clear with that. I don't think I've ever sat down and said, and been really intentional, really clear, come, here's my plan. Here's my goal. Here's where I need support. Here's my why. I don't know if I've thought that out so specifically and communicated it effectively. And so that's I wasn't getting the results that I was hoping for. And here's what's interesting. And we talked about this earlier, you know, Gail, you brought it up. We do that at work. Yeah. Do we have it in our heads that the reward we get from work, which is a paycheck, we put that above our personal rewards? I would say, yes, sometimes we do. I would say yes. I would honestly say. And so part of this whole process is to even rethink that. So again, to me, it goes back to the why. Why am I doing this? And what reward is that for me? Is the reward that I am operating in my purpose? Because that could be bigger than a paycheck. Is the reward that I am taking control, taking charge of my health? Mm -hmm. Because that's bigger than a paycheck. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? So you, so when we think about the why, you also think about why is the reward of what I'm doing? Why am I doing this? And what reward am I going to get? And that reward, because again, that's what keeps you motivated. Even on those days that you don't want to get out and walk or get on that treadmill. The fact that I also don't want to be 80 and I still want to travel and I still want to feel good. And I still that. Okay. All right. Come on. You know, if you have right. a history of your family not being able to do that, then that's the thing that may motivate you. But again, it's the reward. It's just like you said, we do it at work because we think about that reward. Well, let me start thinking about the rewards and the whys of my personal goals. Why do I want to write a book? Because I want to influence and help and show other people this. Or I want to tell stories that bring about joy and happiness. So when, if I want to do that, then yes, that means I'm going to write five pages a day because my reward is that other people will be able to see themselves or get joy or happiness from the words that I write on this paper. Yolanda, you brought it up. You brought up, you know, writing a book as an example. But, you know, as I introduced you, I noted that you are a two-time best-selling author. So please tell us about your latest book, Prioritize Your Life. Tell us about it. So Prioritize Your Life is a book. Um, I was that person who pretty much was doing everything. I was in everything. My kids were young. We were running all over the place. I was PTA president. I was active at church. I was all of these things and I enjoyed it all, but it got to the point where literally it put me in the bed in a state of depression where the best thing that I could do was to pray for nighttime time so that I could get back in the bed. And it was a lot. And for me, it's not that I didn't enjoy the stuff, but it just became routine and monotonous. And I wasn't going after any of my own goals. I wasn't doing anything. I was just in this routine and life, it was knocking me out. And I realized when I finally decided to get out of bed and it wasn't one of those, oh my gosh, Today's a great day. It was a whole lot of prayer, a whole lot of talking to myself and just seeing a little bit of light. I saw just a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, but that little bit of light kept me going. And then I started to devour everything in productivity, time management. How do I get the stuff done? Because it wasn't that I didn't like what I was doing. I did, but I just couldn't figure out how I was supposed to get all that done. Because I was going to always be, I was going to be a mama. I had to be a wife. I was involved in these, all this stuff. And so this book for me was how I did that. And it's a short read. And there's one area in the book, and you'll see for me that I became so good at it got real bad. <laughs> but it's a really, really short read. You know, it is, you can literally devour it in maybe a lunch and a half, (laughs) but it just tells you some, gives you some tips of some stuff that you need to do to make sure that you are the priority, Mm -hmm. even as mom, Mm -hmm. even as spouse, partner, employee, even as all those roles, because you're going to have them, you still are the priority. Well, we want to encourage our listeners to go on the web and check out your book. You can go to prioritizeyourlifebook.com and check that out. I'm going to do it as soon as we hang up. <laughs> so, wow, this has been great. You are so inspiring, so energetic, and it's infectious. So we 
Yes. I feel like I've gotten so many tips. I mean, I've written pages. <laughs> this is what I need to do. I mean, I'm just constantly jotting down. And it's so great to talk to people like you that have, again, put things in writing, have some tips for others, have focused on helping others to get organized, especially women, to achieve things. Because as we get older, you know, we start to realize, hey, you know, time is going. If we want yeah. to get these things done, it's time to do it now. Yeah. One of the things I admire about our younger people, they seem to figure that out. You know, it's about them. And Gail and I always say it's about us because it has been about so many other people. But this goal setting and your tips to being clear on the why and getting the plan together, I think that's so key because like you said, I want to clean this garage, but what does that really mean? What do you need to do all that? Who do you need to do all that? I think that does pull us back from getting things done. So this has been fantastic. Gail, your thoughts? Yeah, and we also have to remember to give ourselves grace. I love this. When it is time to course correct. Yes. It doesn't mean failure. It just means change of plan. So be easy on yourself, change your plan, and keep it moving. And keep it moving. I got notes too. Yolanda, this has been great. We are so glad that you have joined us and have shared. This is fun. Multiple pearls of wisdom with us and our listeners. Yay, this was fun. I'm glad. I'm glad. Again, it is. I just want people to realize that in the midst of the hustle of your life, and that word hustle has a bad, sometimes a bad connotation, but you know, there's a point in our lives where we're doing a lot that you can still achieve the goal and go after the goal that you want. And you can do it without killing yourself. Exactly. So thanks again for everyone listening. Thank you so much, Yolanda, for joining us today. And thank you again for listening to Gail and Tia's Adventure Podcast. And we will see you soon. Take care. Bye, everybody.